today's episode is brought to you by Pure VPN. Whether you're streaming, browsing, or just looking for a little more online security, Pure VPN has you covered. Rated 4.8 stars by TruePilot and seen on Wired, Yahoo Tech, The Huffington Post, and Lifehacker, Pure VPN offers blazing fast VPN services at an affordable price. Pure VPN also has features like internet kill switch, split tunneling, and the capacity to allow 10 devices per account, as well as 24-7 customer support. Right now, they're even offering a 7-day full access trial for just 99 cents and an additional 40% off their monthly subscription service. Use the link in the show notes to secure this deal and your online activity today. That sound makes me so uncomfortable. Is it really bad? Yeah, it's like, how do I how do I put this? You know those things that like make you like clench your teeth and like make you, you know, really comfortable. You know what mine is really bad. Like the thing that makes my whole body like seize up. What? When your nail scratches the wrong way on seatbelt material. Ah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes. I really hate that. And I'm wondering if, oh, I can't even think about it. And I'm, <laughs> Man, it like makes my arms feel weird. <laughs> I like start sweating on my fingertips. <laughs> I, I, okay, it's very close to my, I can't even fucking think about it, dude. Say it. Say I can't, it. It's so close to mine, so I'm wondering if you have the same feeling. But oh, when, when you fucking, you know the 3D material? Like where you, it's like a, you move a, a the 3D material around in the picture or the image moves around in the picture. That like stripey. How are you talking about? That stripey 3D material that used to be really popular when we were kids. Like <gasps> you know, yes, and you like when you move it, it change the picture changes. Yes, right. It's yes. like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and you exactly. like as you move it, they like costumes on. Yes. Right? Okay, I know yes. exactly what you're talking about. Scratch that. It makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it. It's the same thing. It's That's so thing. weird that, that ours are so similar. Yeah, I've never met someone who felt the same way. Oh, yeah, dude. It, it happens to me because I bite my nails, so my nails are gross anyways. So, like, it'll just rub against the seatbelt sometimes, and I'm like, Ugh. like I'm like almost projectile <laughs> on, like so close. So I mean, it makes me want to cut my hand off in that second. I'm like, just stop feeling that way, and we're gonna be fine. Ooh. Dude, my manager has has what he thinks is a an actual phobia. Like, and he's looked it up, and I forget the name of it, but it's of um like honeycombs. Like, like I'm not kidding. Like, like the shape in general, or like a literal beehive. Well, both. I think it's that shape. But the beehive will like set him off, and like he's brought this up before, and I'm like, what? And he's like, he does the same reaction that I'm doing, like can't even talk about it. And then, <laughs> and then I'll show him on my phone. I'm like this, and he's like, <laughs> he can't do it. Dude, and then we were talking about vaping earlier. My the vape shop where I pick up stuff or pick up stuff for friends or whatever. <laughs> There's a, a fucking 
like a, a natural honey place right next to it. And the big logo is a big honeycomb. Oh, and I took no. a picture of it and I sent it to him. And he's and he called me immediately. He's like, why would you do that? <laughs> I had a friend back home who hated the word jam. Like it, <laughs> it made her think of like jamming your finger. Right. And she was like super athletic. Right. So like when the basketball like hits your finger wrong and you're, you jam your finger. Yeah. Bit like the food. Mm-hmm. So I would send her pictures of jars of jam, and she would <laughs> she would also call me. She's like, "What are you doing? Why are you sending me that?" I'm like, it's it's just a delicious treat. Okay, it's not a bad thing. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. It just has like it's so funny that like a thought has a physical reaction. I'm like, Ugh, I can't. I, I want to, like, dig into that and find out why that's a thing. Like, is it related to, like, being, like, a really young kid and, like, something bad happening with that thing? Maybe. Like, here's another one where, <clears throat> like, in real life, if you, or if I if I see an injury, like, a really bad one, like, I will be able to handle it. I, I've seen, like, a lot of real blood and, like, broken bones yeah or messed up people yeah when i'm watching a movie and they're like stitching up a wound or like cutting someone open like i get squeamish watching the movie i can see pretty crazy stuff in real life and i'm like meh it's fine or like if i need to spring into action like i can do it but watching it on tv i like get grossed out i'm like <laughs> I can't watch it and Val laughs at me and she's like i didn't realize you're so squeamish I'm like, if this was real life, I would not be a little bitch. But <laughs> for some reason, watching this right now makes me tingly, and I don't like it. <laughs> what the hell? I think there's just... That's so fucking weird. Everybody has their things. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, what, are, what are we again? <laughs> I love our tangents. We are Alex and Sterling, and this is the Alex and Sterling Watch Stuff Podcast. This wow. is the show, the podcast, the thing that you tune into, where we watch, drink, <laughs> and review movies and or TV shows and or whatever the hell we want. Um, basically telling you about it so you don't have to waste your life. Yeah! Oh my god, cheers to that. You fucking crushed it. I tried. I should I be able to do that it. after a hundred and something episodes. <clears throat> You just got to wing it, man. It's all about the confidence. Even if you miss a step, it's fine. Uh, you didn't even notice that you said this is the Alex and Alex Watch Stuff podcast? I did notice. <laughs> we did. This is the Alex and Alex only. Those things. <laughs> oh, dude, this one's gross. What is oh. that? It's, a, it's called a shell house. Oh, let's put them on blast about how nasty. Oh, shit. Whoops. It's oh the lime. I love the other ones a lot, but the lime is like bad, really bad tequila or something. Yeah, lime flavored stuff is pretty gnarly. You can't go wrong with the lime Lacroix with vodka. Oh really? I'm not a huge fan of it. I thought I I basically did the same thing here. You see that? And I I thought that would and that was good. I did Lacroix or um that whatever this drink is. Good and gather with vodka. <laughs> Everybody's doing bubbly water now. We started that. 
Well, I should say you you started it, and then I loved it, and then the world copied. Did I start it? You've been doing it since way before. It's been cool. I have been doing it for a while, but I don't. I don't remember. You were doing it since it like before fucking Lacroix was popular. Remember, like, really LaCroix. questioning myself. I don't remember how this happened. I don't even remember either. You you've been doing it that long, so long. You've been doing it with like Soleil and like all these other off brands at a Safeway. Lacroix got full of itself. It got expensive. Yeah. Uh, they can, because fucking every startup in the planet gets gets them by the gallon. Oh, yeah. Every it's, office. Every office. Uh, so we're picking right up off of uh, fucking Halloween shit. Yeah, dude. Spooktober number two coming Spook- at you. Spooktober. Um, so we did Scream last time, and we decided to continue down the list of recommendations for Spooktober movies and watch something again. Well, I don't know about again, because Scream is like a pretty, um, like a staple. Like you have yeah. to watch it. This movie is not a common staple movie. <clears throat> and it's like, I had never heard of it until it was recommended. It's called Clown from 2000. 2000- <laughs> Here's the thing. I was told it's Clown from 2014, but I think it's from 2016. Are and there I'm multiple? Sure I I it says when I look it up in IMDb right now it says 2014. That's super weird. When I uh, rented it on Amazon, it said 2016. What the butts? But I did double check all like I cross referenced everything, and it was like the same movie and the same people. And I was like, okay, this is, this is the one. At least I, I certainly hope so. We might have a very interesting, interesting podcast tonight if we watched different movies by mistake. <laughs> uh, I hope not, because I, I, I think mine was pretty cool. Me too. The story was dope. Like you could tell it was like low budget, bad actors, but it was like the story was sick. Yeah, I really liked it. And it was a lot cooler than I anticipated. And honestly, uh, if I'm being, you know, kind of spoiler alert, jumping ahead of ourselves, I think in the later part of it, that's how it should have looked. Oh. There was parts of of the clown that I'm like, dang, if if they had done that in it, that would have been sick. Granted... Parts of it looked really scary, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. They, uh, I agree. I agree. They should have kept the clown in it, like, in super monster-y. Yeah. Um, but I, I had, I had an idea. I, I, I thought, like, did it reveal itself in the trailer that this guy was like, what was happening to this guy? Like, I don't know how I knew this. Going into the movie. I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw... um, Actually, it was you and me talking last time when we looked it up. uh, Like, the picture of his wife with, like, tweezers trying to pull his nose. And we're like, yeah, he gets stuck in the costume. Yes. So so we for sure watched the same movie. So I I thought something happened. I thought he was turning into a clown. 
I just didn't know how. But the story behind it is so interesting. Um, yeah. So take it away. Take it away, Chief. Yeah. So, God damn, this guy has the worst luck ever in the history of the world. He's a real estate agent. His son, unlike any other kid in the planet, loves clowns and is just super into clowns. I don't know any other kid that likes clowns still. I don't know any person, young or old, that is, <laughs> that is okay with clowns at all. Not a chance. They're, I think they're extinct, except the scary kind. I think scary kind has rooted, rooted itself in pop culture. Yeah, you know what? What's that band? Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. They like clowns. They call themselves Juggalos. Yeah, they do. Um, so this guy, he's known to be like a workaholic, the dad in the family. And uh, he's like running late to his kid's birthday party, and there's supposed to be a clown there. And his wife's talking to him on the phone, and she's like, fuck, we are, we just got dumped by the clown. The clown's not going to show up. This is going to, I have to tell the kid. And he's like, the dad is like figuring out work stuff. He's like going through the, like a, a closet of an old house that he's about to, to revamp and sell or whatever. And he finds a bunch of just pure bad luck, finds a bunch of clown costumes and finds one that just looks amazing. That stands above the rest. Uh, and he's like, wait, 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 don't worry. I got this. I love that. Uh, one of the funny things about the conversation in the beginning, it's like a huge problem, and they're trying not to like ruin their kid's birthday. But yeah. he's on the phone, and he's like, who double books a clown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who books a clown, period? Right. I thought that was beautiful. Right. But yeah, and then he's like, don't worry, babe. I'll take care of it. it and then it just sucks so bad because he's just being such a good dad. Like, he's simulating himself. He's doing whatever he can to fucking ensure his kid's happiness. Shows up in a clown outfit. Um, and <laughs> you see him, like, dancing around. He's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just oh, I'm just yeah. for it. And everybody's like, yeah, he's such a good dad. He's so good. And uh, I feel like they could have done a better name for the, the clown in the beginning. They called him Dumbo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Dumbo the Clown. It's like... Hmm. Hmm. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Come up with something exciting. Uh, and it, I like that it happens, like, really rapidly. You kind of hear it. You kind of hear it happening. The The outfit, you, it makes a sound of, like, sucking to his body, and he falls asleep on the couch, and then wakes up, and uh, he's like, oh, shit, I'm still, like, decked out in clown stuff, and I gotta go to work. Um. Uh, and he tries to take it off, not too hard, but like he tr he tries to take it off, and it, he was in too much of a rush, I think, to be alarmed too much by it in the beginning. He's like, yeah. get the kid to school because he like overslept, and so he's like, yeah. shoot, like I can't really put any real effort into this. This is harder than I thought it was going to be to take off, so I'll just I'll I'll keep wearing it and do whatever else I need to do. Like wearing this thing is not important to me right now, and so. It wasn't until later that it's like, oh, this is this is a problem. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck right. in this alligator skin suit. Right. It was like really intense. And then so began his like awkward confrontations, which happened throughout the whole movie. 
because he's stuck as a clown and like with face makeup and the nose and the hair oh and the, the hair and the so outfit and he has to like fucking keep keep dealing with people in society and looking like a clown and having to explain himself and he so he puts on like a beanie and uh, this big coat jacket thing and um he goes to to do a job i think he like i i think he flips houses is what he does yeah so he like goes to the house that he was at where he picked up the coat i think oh, and they were like remodeling it oh. um, and the workers were there and he's like i'm i'm the realtor like you know remember me <laughs> uh <laughs> why are you dressed like a clown at eight in the morning <laughs> sir what are you doing um so there's a lot of tools there because all the the construction guys are working and he Oh god, this made me so uncomfortable. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start out by cutting my sleeve off with a knife pointed at my fucking wrist. Yeah, dude. That irritated the hell out of me. Me too. What are you like, thinking? That is not how I'm gonna start doing this, first of all. Where do you start? You're in the same situation. What do you do? I would find a pair of scissors and I would I would try to stick one side under my sleeve absolutely like very obviously gently i'm not going to be like get in there yeah I'm yeah try to run it in and then try to cut you know yeah um if i'm going to get aggressive with a tool that's not scissors i'm going to use my leg okay i'm going to pull my leg up yeah i can sit basically indian style and have both hands to work with you know whatever leg situation is happening there yeah so after the freaking box cutter where he accidentally cuts his wrist oh. the next the genius move that he has he's like oh well this box cutter didn't work let me get a sawzall and put it <laughs> down the collar <laughs> right next to my face i thought he was gonna cut his neck dude i thought it was gonna puncture his chest yeah yeah horrible horrible decision Damn. And if I'll tell you this right now, if it really gave me a lot of struggles, I would have taken like the flap of the fabric because like it wasn't tight to his body. It was like tight to his wrist. Yeah. I would have like started cutting at the fabric itself, like made a hole in it and like, you know, done it that way. Yeah. Obviously it was indestructible and we know that now. But if I'm in that situation and it's tight to my skin and I don't care about it and I need to get it off me. <laughs> I'm I'm destroying it by the flappy bits. God. Um so this doesn't work at all. And I think this is the point where he should maybe go to the hospital or maybe like have one person help him, which he does later. He has his wife help him. Yeah, I would have gone like straight to my wife, I think. Like he so he tries the sawzall and the blade snaps. At that oh. point, I would know, like, okay, something's weird. Like, this is... And they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just wear this forever. Seems to be doing a pretty good job. <laughs> um, yeah, I would be very concerned and be like, okay, this broke a power tool. And I found it in an attic in a box that was chained to the wall. We forgot that little detail. 
So like super crazy. Oh, right. Like he should not have been in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, having seen a million horror movies, wouldn't have touched that thing anyways. But if you think back on these steps, this box was chained to the wall in the attic of a dead guy. I found it and I decided, you know what's cool? Let me put it on. Uh, And now it's not coming off. You got to involve some other people. You've got to get some help. Yes. Priest, maybe. Yep. I wonder Uh, what would have happened if they got like holy water on it. I I have so many questions. I want to know like... Lay them out. Yeah, like if there were things they could have done to get it off. There's got to be some rule or some thing they could have done. Um... I mean, they could have got it off the way the other guy did, but yep, pretty. I kind of uh, like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. <laughs> how that how that went down? Yeah, I like the the two options of getting the costume off. It's very extreme either way, and it really it like comes down to like the moral fabric of the individual, because he still had his scruples. Like he was he was able to think, and like he got. The longer he wore the costume, the further away his mind went, you know, mm-hmm. and became something else. But in the beginning, he can think straight and he's just like, how do I get this thing off me? If you're told, I guess we can just talk about it now. Yeah. Right. If you're told you either have to have your head cut off or you have to murder five children. And not just murder, eat them. Yeah, you got to eat them. You got to eat five kids. (laughs) What do you do? I mean, honestly, your decision will probably vary depending on how far along you are in the transformation process. So, like, if you're closer to being a clown, you're probably like, you know what? Yeah, I'll just eat the kids. (laughs) I got it. But, like, if, if I was certain... That there's no other way. I would probably want my head removed because fucking brutally murdering and eating children. Oh yeah. Ugh. And like there, even if even if you don't give a shit about the five young lives that you've destroyed, there's no way you're getting out of this. You are a child serial killer. You're going to prison forever. Loophole. What if the kid had just died? Do you have to kill the kid, or do you just have to eat? kid flesh great question because the in the last scenario they were talking about they they gave the guy five kids that were dying that were gonna die they were about to die which is best case scenario unless you can give them bodies yeah like if i you know went to the morgue found a couple of kids it's like give them to me don't burn them give them to me and then just boom done yeah is that it like i don't know like it would have been clever if they found a loophole like that yeah i would have loved that but the i guess it's kind of important to understand why those are the only two options and i really appreciated that about this movie is that like it kind of gave us some lore that's like guaranteed made up or shit like it's it's good enough lore to be like do I have to Google this? Like, yes, uh, exactly. Do I have to? Is this real? Is there? Is this rooted in any kind of truth? So, the lore 
is that clowns as we know them are an evolution of what was once a demon monster that lived in Mm -hmm. the snow in like Switzerland and it was pale because it lived in the snow and its nose was blistered which is you know why it was red because it was like blistered from the sun Mm -hmm. and uh I don't know about the colorful hair. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say no explanation on the colorful hair. A pale face with a red nose, and it would lure kids into its cave and eat one kid for every month of winter. And somehow that legend became like a fun kids thing. I don't really know how that works. But I guess like fairy tales, like, you know, Cinderella and. Uh, stuff like oh, that. like the those Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, all these fucking things. Yeah, like those are pretty gruesome, and then they grew into kids' things. So it's not like out of the out of the realm of possibility. And what we find out by Peter Stormare, who is the only guy, actor we recognize, <laughs> the only actor we recognize. I love him. Um, we find out from him that the costume isn't a costume. It's literal demon clown skin. Yeah. Which is why it looks like leather and it's like kind of scaly. Looks mm-hmm. like alligator skin. It does. It's the skin of a demon. And whoever puts it on, it will not take itself off and they will become more and more of a demon until they eat five kids. And then it will, you know, be removable. Or you got to cut off their head. Either one. I think it like the demon lives in them like that's what i understood like it's the same demon because yeah. of the shit it said like it's the demon living again if you do that yes yeah i think i agree so it's not like they they become a new demon it's like this demon takes over their body and is like give me more children but there was that very weird side plot where they were talking about how if you become in contact with any part of it or consume any part of it or whatever you become it too and they took they somehow took off the nose and the they dog ate, ate the, the nose skin of his nose off yeah it was gross and the dog oh. ate it and the dog became the fucked up clown dog thing i was hoping for more from that dog yeah they ended him real quick yeah i was because they they had some really creepy shots of him kind of in the dark but you could tell he was for sure a demon i'm like dang dude I want to see this dog do things. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so he's kind of like, he tracks down, we find all this shit out because the guy, he realizes pretty fucking immediately that something's wrong. Like, he he can't remove his, his outfit. He's st- starting to cough up blood. Um, Dude, that was, okay. That was one of my qualms with this movie. Yeah. Is he was like coughing up blood, but it yeah. was like rainbow sherbet goo. Yeah. So it like wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I guess red is like super aggressive. Like when you cough up blood or are bleeding, it's like a very aggressive, bad thing. Yeah. Like yeah. All sense. But when you cough up literal rainbows, I'm like <laughs> not worried about you. No, I honestly couldn't help but laugh. He tried to spoilers. He tried to kill himself 
in the bathroom and he shot himself and rainbow splattered against yeah, the fucking wall. Frosting. And it's like that could have been cooler, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like like some kid was playing a game in the 90s and they set a cheat code to like colorful rainbow blood and like that's Yeah, like, like Grand Theft Auto, but yeah. rainbow blood. Exactly. That's what it felt like. I don't know. I th- I think if they all they had to do was say one sentence like explaining it like you knew it's not human if the blood was colorful or whatever yeah like either either our guy peter stormare could have said something or one of the other obviously fascinating things is that of course he had like this old journal of different clown facts and like clippings and stuff and his wife got a hold of it and so it's like if she was like reading through it and read something about the blood like something that would have only taken a few seconds to kind of explain away just the ridiculousness of what looked like melted ice cream. That's exactly right. That was the one thing. But other than that, it was like a pretty terrifying demon thing. Yeah, dude. I I actually really liked the movie, the whole story, yeah. the lore. Yeah. And Same. the execution of everything. Like, they did a good job. And especially, like... He, I like how he slowly became bloodthirsty. Right, he doesn't want to at first. Yeah, and he's really fighting it. And he like, his his son is getting bullied, and he's oh, like, best part. Tell me who bullied you, and he like goes to the bully and just rips this kid apart. I'm like, yeah. I'm okay with that. Kill him. They never show like kids dying in movies, but they show it all the time in this. Yeah, and they didn't. Good on them for not actually showing it, and that's part of what makes it creepy. But the kid walks off camera, and then blood splatters all over the wall. <laughs> and then there was like a straight up part of a brain like flopped out. I don't know if you caught. Yeah, that. yeah I don't know what the TV. fuck that was. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's kid parts. Uh, and they they like they show the bodies of the kids a lot. So like they showed the body of that kid. And it was just like. His waist and down. Like, it was just a pair of legs on the ground. And that was, oh, that was yeah. it. Oh. And then, yeah, like, a lot of pieces from the kid at the hotel. It was, like, some... Oh, kid, God. Like, I felt so bad. That kid was just like, you're a clown, and I'm into you. Like, what's going on, dude? Here's some cereal. Come here, little boy. Oh, he was so fucked. You gotta watch your kids. <laughs> That kid was way too, way too free, way too loose. Agreed, especially at like a really creepy drive-in motel. Nah, my kid is going to be tied to me if I'm ever at a place like that. Yes, duct tape to my back. Yeah. That's it, no other way. Um, So, oh, that answers your question, bro. The kid was dead when he ate him. That just answered the question. Because remember, there was the act. <laughs> the guy, he realized he had to fucking. This was such a crazy scene, and I wanted to see it so bad. Oh, he, he wanted to kill himself. You're right, dude. So, yeah, right? Um, so, like, the, he heard from uh, the guy that he tracked down, the brother of the guys who owned the suit, that you have to decapitate yourself to, to end it. And he was trying to do that. So he set up this crazy saw torture machine. It was like it's two. Most f- ridiculous. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. 
two like saw blades going off and he was gonna like fall back onto them with his chair so it would cut off his head so <laughs> insane and then the kid like opened the door right when he was about to do this so he like freaked out and missed the the blades and then the kid busts in and then there's a bunch of commotion and then a blade like shoots off and kills the kid yeah like basically he gets startled by the kid opening the door that is for some reason not locked so dumb about to commit suicide in the most elaborate way ever and i just left the door open knowing full well that this child has been trying to get my attention all day and knows where i'm staying right so anyway so he gets startled by this kid and falls on the contraption instead of into it yes the saw blades like hit each other and a piece of it flies through the kid's chest <laughs> all the way through. Not even like sticking out cheesy style. It goes all the way through and sticks into the wall. Yes. So the kid was dead and he ate him and it counted. I so think it counted. Theory, my theory works. I think you're right, man. I think it stands. If they only would have fucking yeah, thought of that. Maybe it's only freshly dead. I don't know. I'm thinking too much about dead Maybe kids. He's, a, he's only mostly dead. There's only <laughs> one thing you can do when they're all dead. Uh, what even fucking happens? Yeah. So the more kids that he eats, right? That's two. He has to eat five. Was there another one? He... I want to say he eats four. I know he gets to four. Yeah, because he says at, at the end, he's like one more. But I'm I'm trying to think. I guess with each kid, he gets more and more demon and less and less himself. Um, mm. Sorry, chair is so squeaky. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and it's what's so gross. Like his eyes get weird. But the gross part to me is that his teeth don't even necessarily get sharp. They just get weird and, like, twisty. I don't know what they to do with them. They get, like, j- jagged. Yeah, you know? they get, like, like, like methed out. Yeah. Uh, but he gets to four kids somehow. I'm not sure how he gets the other kids. Now Ooh, I'm really trying to... That, the Play Place one was pretty fucking wild. Ooh, that's number three, I think. Right? Uh, that, no, that's four... Is it four? Yeah, it's four. That's towards the end of the movie. And then she tries to bring him five to end it. Yeah, that was... Oh, that was a good scene. That was a good scene. Yeah, man. That was rough. Um, God, what do you do in that position? What do you do? You cut off your husband's head. I Yeah, I guess so. Jesus. But I mean, what if Fowl was like... A clown demon, and she said, "Feed me one more child, and I'll be back to normal." What's the age cutoff on child? Eighteen. I guess eighteen. American legal standard. <laughs> American legal standard. I don't know how old my neighbor's kid is, but I might, I might feed her to her. <laughs> um. But anyways, I don't know, man. It's so tough. But like that. That moral dilemma and the 
how close she got. She sees like she's outside of like a Chuck E. Cheese and she sees a kid looking for her parents and is like tempted. She's like walking up slowly. Like, yeah, and they do a really good job of like building the tension of like, I'm I'm about to abduct this kid to feed to my husband to free him. Mm hmm. And then that slips through her fingers. And then and then she finds another kid. Like, there's a kid that walks up to her and is like, hey, can you take me home, please? Yeah, um, that was like a perfect scenario. That oh. So, like, there's a bunch of mayhem at this, like, essentially a Chuck E. Cheese. And I think it is a Chuck E. Cheese. Is, is it? it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing, I think it was, I don't know if they ever showed it directly, but the label or the sign outside was, like, reflected in one of the cars. That's oh, why I remember it. Got it. Um, and of course the fucking clown goes there because he can kind of blend in a little bit. Like they're like, oh, it's just a, it's just a clown at a kid's place. But then he goes in the play structure and tries to like attack kids, and it's fucking scary and really fucked up. Yeah, dude, I, I love that they like poured like a bucket of blood down the slide, so that this hand comes down, and they're like, ah, and then a bunch of blood rushes out of the slide and they're like ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's legit oh my god and there's one kid that jumped in the ball the the ball pit and he's like ew someone peed in here and gets out and he has blood on his sock oh. so bad oh. yeah um so she finds her her husband transformed into a clown there and he's like basically full demon at this point yeah, dude, and what I really dug about kind of this end of transformation was the the creepy part where like you're you're obviously holding out hope that like you can save your husband, right? Mm -hmm. And the demon utilizes that and kind of like manipulates and uses the husband's voice. So it's yeah. like it's becoming more demony and it's like give me one more child and like it's very evil you can like tell it's like the demon yeah. and then it kind of goes back to the husband and he's like please please help and then he turns back and he's like you can get your husband back just one more kid and it's like oh my god like what do you do they right. did, i think they did a really good job on that right do you think it was really him at that point or do you think the demon was just doing that to to trick um, I think the demon was doing that to trick him. I so think the guy was gone at that point? I don't know about gone, because I think he could have come back, you know, like had the uh, had the ritual, you know, been finalized or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think if the actual husband, being a good dude, was actually able to speak, he would have said, kill me. That's yes. my bet. My yes. bet is if you're really able to speak and you're a really good person like this guy appeared to be, he wouldn't, babe, kill me now. Like, don't give me another kid, regardless of how shitty they might be. Like, just just do it. You know? So I think he was utilizing what he oh knew to be God. the husband's voice to be like, please, please, just one more, and I'm, I'll so, come back to you. You're so right. I'm remembering that part where the, the guy that, we find out that the brother was the clown once yeah. like got sued off and he, and he said, I was doing this thing. And then that's the last thing I remember. So he, 
did, didn't remember shit when he was a clown, basically meaning the demon had taken over. So I think you're right. I think the last thing he said before he turned into the clown was when she chained him into the, the pole and was like, well, no matter what I say, don't let me out. I think that's the last thing he said that as him. Yeah, I think so. Because then it's almost in that scene that he full switches. Because, like, he says, no matter what I say, don't let me out. Like, it's fine. And then the kid comes home, and he's like, hey, bud, come down here. He Can says everything in the dad dictionary. Hey, sport. Hey, hey champ. Sporto. <laughs> what hey, are those cool Bordo? kids doing? Just hip-hopping down the road? Like, just <laughs> super ridiculous. But, yeah, like, he, he definitely, in while he's tied to that pole, goes full full demon and like doesn't come back i don't think uh yeah i think you're right but the, i guess but that's also the scene where he decides to not eat his own son and go eat the bully so maybe there's like a little sliver of him in him still he's like oh if i have to go eat somebody i'm gonna eat my son's bully like he could have just eaten his own kid right there much much easier hmm so it, maybe it's a very gradual and more thought out cha- transformation than I thought. Yeah. I think they did a good job. They did a really good job. I was actually very pleasantly surprised with this movie. Uh, Me too. Me too. I thought with it being about clowns and having never heard of it, it was just going to be an overplayed you know, trope of a movie. And I was like, hmm. Whatever. But it was good. It was really good. Uh, like, you give me a clever idea in a horror movie, uh, I'll, I'll love that shit anytime. I'll watch it any day of the week. Like, the really clever stuff, even if it's a low, low budget, and poor production, no-name actors don't care. Oh, yeah. Just it, make the idea good. Yeah. Don't make it some random bullshit idea like, you know, Sharknado. Yeah, exactly. Which... I'm into, and I'll watch. But come on, like, give it some thought. Give it a little bit more thought right. than that. Right. Um, did you think it was fucked up when she uh, left the guy there in the in the mini golf place to frame him? Um, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. She fucked him. She fucked him real bad. Yeah, but it was for her husband. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, it was. And at the end of the day, like, that guy did actually kill five kids. So, like... Well, I think he was fed five kids. Pretty sure his brother... Oh, you're right. He doesn't remember it. He doesn't yeah. remember it. His brother... It wasn't like he went on a tear. He was strapped to a chair. And his brother's like, here are five separate children that I found for you, little brother. Now, what are those kids thinking, and how are they standing in line? Like, I imagine, kid, like, five kids waiting behind a door. The doctor opens up the door, brings one kid in, and you hear just, ah! Ah! <laughs> and they're like, all right, next. And, the kid, and you're like, what? No. You tell the kids it's an audition for a scary movie. Oh, God, you're good. You're too you good. Tell them, you tell you're them to think about good. the rabbits. Look at the wall. <laughs> Think about the rabbits. Oh, God. Just crunch. Wow. 
I wonder what the transformation back would have looked like. We- I don't know. I kind of wish they'd showed that. And that was that was one thing that kind of bothered me. I, it keeps the mystery alive. But the video footage, so the wife goes to... Uh, that house. Is it that house? Yeah. Okay, because it, it's got the camera in it. And she, like, puts the chair... And like locks it in place and it's like okay this is a weird throne that there's a camera pointing at it this is weird so she look, goes to the camera and looks through the viewfinder and like starts fast forwarding and rewinding and like trying to find this footage and the footage is all jacked up and right. that it kind of bothers me a little bit because there's it apparently was never used or looked at again it's still in the camera from the time that they used it. So like, yeah, and it's not like it they did it in the over. fucking eighties. It was like a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it was like, uh, it it wasn't used a bunch. You know, like I feel like VHS tapes get jacked up the more you watch them and like rewind and do all this stuff. And now if you watch a video, it's like super gross. But it's mm-hmm. like, dude, this thing like was used and then turned off and left forever. Yeah, it was like just looking janky for the effect. I think like it, that's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And that I wish it was a little bit more uh, ex- explanatory. Yeah, like imagine if he was like the, it was the brother saying, "All right, here's trial number thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, and like especially like trying to take the suit off before going to the ultimate. Here's here's kids. You know, like before you get there. What were what was the trial like? Did you try to burn the suit? Did you try to cut the suit? What yeah, did you do with the suit. Like was you know, he like, shitting his brother and shit? How crazy would that have been? Yeah, like it it could have been. There's actually a lot you could do with that in in that scenario of like we're filming trial number eighteen, and it's like what was one through seventeen? What'd you I just know. do? <laughs> I know. Seriously, like how did they find out without trying? That it was decapitation only from that book, I guess. Oh, yep. Could be. Could be a lot of information in that book. Like user's manual for that he got with the fucking outfit. It reminds me of Heroes. Um, that show. Yeah, I loved uh, Heroes. When What's-Her-Name was like indestructible and her friend had a camera and he's like, should we test how indestructible you are? And then they just like, you know, uh, attempt number three. And she like jumps off the roof and like yeah. snaps her neck and she like stands up and fixes it. She's like, well, that didn't work. What do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, dude, what was that? We Okay, so we get back to the house. So he says to her when they're at Chuck E. Cheese, bring me a fucking kid and meet me at the favorite spot using the husband's knowledge against her. You remember that? He's like, meet me at our favorite spot and bring me a fucking child. No, I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, so that's why she brought the kid up to nowhere. Oh, yeah. Little girl. Um, I thought she was going to fucking get it. I thought it was game over for her. I kind of wanted it to be. Me just too. Just because it was so screwed up. 
like it was really bad and that's why i was like come on like push it push the line i know i think the reason the only reason it didn't happen is because it turned out he wasn't there i think if she she decided she was against it way too late and i think if he was there she would have been fucking uh, like three limbs shorter (laughs) should have been fucked up if this was like a scary movie parody of this movie, <laughs> they, it, they would have definitely joked on the let's go to our favorite spot, babe. She goes to one spot thinking it's their favorite. And <laughs> he goes to a different spot thinking it's their favorite. And like his is like the drive through at In-N-Out. And he's like, let's go to our favorite spot, babe. And she's like at some romantic sunset bench. And even <laughs> like, though he's... And even though he's a demon, she's pissed off. She's like, no. <laughs> like, damn it, Jerry. Oh. Oh, fucking so funny. That's that's probably what actually happened and why he wasn't there. Yeah, like the real favorite spot was the house, obviously, because he went there. Yeah, he was at the house. And the the climax was so good and like i almost i don't understand like the the way the house is laid out because like apparently they're still finishing their own house because the yeah there's a lot of finished crap shit yeah yeah dude it was like a mansion that was like only one percent finished uh because there's a bunch of hiding places but the demon was just so good and creepy like well there's you know bring me one more kid or there's one more kid I know I can get. You know, like, I can... I'll eat Jack. His name was Jack, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the little kid. What did you do? What was your reaction when the when he started going for her stomach? Oh, I thought that was going to be a crazy demon loophole. Oh. Dude. The thumbnail went... Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah. oh, he's going to do it. That was pretty creative. It was super creative. And... Let's pretend that that had worked and that she had lived. Let's just go real far into the deep end. What? Could she forgive him or would she murder him anyways? Let's say he, it worked. That's kid number five. Dude. He wakes up the next day and he's not in the costume anymore. But she's like in the in the hospital and she's like, my demon possessed husband ripped our child out of me which completed the ritual. You got to kill him anyways. I I well, I don't think I think at that point he resembles something so different than the actual husband that you can differentiate the two. Like the thing looked nothing like her husband. Well, it looked nothing like him, but you know it was him. That's the problem. And but I think that, you'll always see it like PTSD style. Maybe. I don't think I would view them completely the same at all. Like I would be able to separate them. Because, like, I I don't know. Like, the actions pl- coupled with the fucking physical features. And it, it gained, like, three feet, too. It was huge. Oh, it was a monster. It was huge and skinny and creepy. Yeah. Um, I did like that scene when he was, like, early on in his transformation. And his friend was trying to pull his wig off and it hurt and he broke his arm. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. I'm, what, he had, like, super me? strength. Part of what irritated me about this movie, which is very little, the the 
ice cream blood. That's lame. <laughs> the but camera. Also, the, the camera was not lame, but just a little frustrating. I wish they would have been a little bit better. Could have told you them. and I, I feel like we revisit this a lot. Like our biggest problem with anything is like where they could have easily plugged in a sentence or two and it would have enriched the movie by several. Yeah. Like That's our biggest so thing. much you can throw in very easily. And like in scenes that are already there. And it's like, if, if you just said these things right yeah. here, we would be fine. We would have no questions. But here we are with a shitload of questions. Um, oh, where was I at? Oh, yeah. So when he like runs into the house and he's like, basically, babe, I'm in serious trouble. Like, we have to do this. Like, we have to go to the police right now. And they have guests over and all the guests are like, are you crazy? What's going on? It's like, do your friends like not respect you at all? <laughs> Seriously, if, I, if you and Dom and Sean and like all the dudes are at my house and talking to Fal and drinking and whatever, and I run into the house stating that we have a serious emergency, you're not just gonna sit there being like, "Really? What's going on? What do you got going on there? What's wrong with your hair?" Nope. You're gonna jump up and be like, "What's up?" Like, yeah. action time. Yes. So like. It, I realize that it makes the tension in the movie higher, but it is so frustratingly unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in that room is like, you got to calm down there, Rick. Okay. You look silly and I don't believe anything you're saying. It's like, okay. Um, it's just yeah. Like, the guy, the guy, he was just like, oh, come on, Jerry, just take the wig off. Just yeah. take it off. And, that he deserves to get his hand broken. He does. Yep. Um, and then there was like the dad. All you get the idea that the dad is like the Rick to this guy who's Jerry, and he just this fucking. This is the him. Rick Sanchez. Yeah. Ever approved of this man? I can't believe you bore his child. I'm a little embarrassed that you are even touching him, but whatever. Right. And then. The she gets back to the house because she realizes that the that she was duped, I guess, or they she did have the wrong spot. <laughs> now, yeah. that I'm, now that I'm thinking McDonald's, we know this. Yes. So <laughs> she gets back to the house and she's like armed up and she's like, "Where the fuck is he?" And her dad's there because she's wa- he's watching her kid, and he's like, "Listen, I don't I don't care anymore." Like. Where's the body? I'll help you cover it. No blood or anything. And it was a weird moment. I was like, what? Like, why is this necessary? Why are we doing this? It was a weird moment, but I did kind of like that, where he just kind of broke through. Because he was like the shitty stepdad the whole time. Not stepdad. Yeah, yeah, and he was cool. I should have known. He decided to be cool at the very end. I should have known immediately. Like, oh, he's dead. He's so dead. You're about to die. But people don't get redemption arcs in scary movies. You you do want to believe that your parents or your significant other's parents would kind of come in clutch in that moment where it's like, look, I don't know what you're into, but let's just let's get this thing done. Let's hide it. I, I got a wood chipper in the back. Like, let's let's end this thing and never talk about it again. OK, get my skis. And we'll go to the Winchester until this all blows over. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> my 
I would know what parent to go to because they're both opposites. My dad is so aligned with justice and the American way that it would not fly. Like, even if I, even if it was me who did it, he'd be like, sorry, son, you're American (laughs) and you live under American law. (laughs) It is the American way. (laughs) Oh, God. And your mom is like, let's do this. My mom, like, I'd kick open the door. My mom would be already putting on the gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the bolt cutter, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be on top of it immediately. So, you know, like when you're a kid, you just go to your a different parent for a different thing? Yeah. Like that, it's one of those kind of scenarios. It's one of those situations. I, I'm pretty confident that my dad would help, like, begrudgingly. <laughs> That's even funnier. Like, he's not, he's not going to throw me under the, under the bus of justice. Yeah. But he... He'll be like, wow, why are we in this situation? (sighs) Bring him around back. Like, come on, let's let's get this done. You're going to do it, though. You're going to learn some things. And, like, he would definitely teach me how to dissect any animal with this person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. They, there should be, this is maybe crossing the line, but I want to see, like, a prank show where, like, kids do that to their parents and they're like and you see their reaction and you see if a parent would help their kid do that like i have to hide a body and they're like no we're calling the cops it's like shit dad why would you do that <laughs> versus and if like, they say yes you win a million dollars or something yeah I do. say no you gotta know. you gotta be curious though if that if that parent immediately jumps up and it's like come to the garage <laughs> let's do this now it's like, yeah fuck are you in the cia what's going on here or what if they were like it's okay i've been through this <laughs> you're like oh yeah dude whoops incriminated oh I love uh, it. so that d- the dad has that quick moment that redemption moment he's like honey like I get it there's a dead body or something and i will help you guys get through it i'm over being being a dick and the I almost said the alien, the the clown demon comes in and just uh, like snaps his neck, but also rips his face off. It was a good double double move in one swift motion. Just got him because he's out for blood. Yeah, just very easily. And he, you know, he loved that. He's like, I've always fucking hated my. my yeah, that was part of it for sure. Um, and then she freaks the fuck out and starts running around and. Um. Somehow their kid is like never ever in danger, like always totally safe from the clown, except for when he's hiding under the stairs. Did that scene get you? No, none of them did. Oh man, that one it got me a little bit, not like a huge jump, and I knew it was coming. Yeah, but it was just so sudden, where the kid is hiding in like an under-the-stairs, unfinished crawlspace situation. Like and there's Harry like Potter's a room. Opening, yeah, like a Harry Potter's room. There's an opening, and the kid's hiding against the wall. And we know the clown is coming. And then this arm shoots in and just starts feeling around for this kid. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. It got me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I did not think this movie was scary ever at all. Not it even a little like bit. scary, but that moment got me a little like kind of it jumped me a little bit. It wasn't like scary. And I again, like I knew it was about to happen. I didn't know if it was going to be his face or a hand. It was the hand. But right. Uh, right. You knew it was coming, but it, it was just so, so instant, so vicious. I was like, yeah, get yeah. It. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't actually scary. The whole movie. The whole are, movie. Yeah, exactly. It was good though. I liked the story of it, which is like I kind of the most important part. Yeah, like I like creepy material, and I almost appreciate it more if like they don't focus on the jump scares and they focus on the 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 ancient lore and the the crazy things that happen to you during transformation and. Stuff like that. Yeah, because that, I think as an adult, it's more scary when they make it more potentially real. Like, again, as he was telling the, the lore, I was like, do I have to Google this? Like, this isn't real. I would have heard about this already if this was any bit real. But he's going into the, how it used to be called a cloin, not a clown. Right, and, right. Like, going into all this history. And I was like, this is pretty good that they rewrote the history of clowns mm. for this movie. And it just makes it that much creepier because there's like, there's meat to it. You know, it's not just jump scares and, and screams and loud noises. It's like exactly actual scary storytelling. Um, now I have to look up the history of clowns. Do it. Oh boy. I was half expecting it to say cloing. Look up cloin. But yeah, so while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll just wrap up the movie really fast. So, Oh, it's not, not very old at all. It was invented in, like, France in the 1800s. So that that's debunked, but it was cool. You know, that's a good tip. Like, we could probably do that with, like, fucking anything. Like, make it really scary. Something oh, that's yeah. not, not scary... Make it old origins, and the origin of it is a demon that got watered down over the years. Yeah, so like many things you could do Santa Claus, with. fucking the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, like anything, anything. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that one, uh, that one scary Christmas movie about the family, and it was like Santa Claus or something. Oh, there was another one recently. I say recently in quotes. Um, I want to say within the last five or so years called Krampus. Yes, that's it. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah, I've that never... Is... Dude, until I saw that poster, I had never heard of Krampus. But apparently, so bad. It, is, it is like an old standing thing. Because when I brought it up at work, when I used to work at Robinson, they were like... Uh, yeah, you've never heard of Krampus? I was like, no, what the hell is that? They're like, it's like that's like evil Santa Claus. I'm like, did you know this before the movie? Or am I am I an idiot? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, I've known about it for my whole life. I'm like, thanks, jackass. Wow, so that one's real. That's interesting. It, I think I'm sure there's some middle ground real, but I've never seen it, so it would be interesting. But it did look creepy as hell, and it's like a scary Christmas movie. I'm in. 
Maybe maybe we should uh, do like a, a spooky revisit in December and watch that movie. Let's do it. That'd be fun. Because God knows we're not going to watch a month's worth of Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, I will burn out on that real hard. We're going to watch Die Hard and that's it. That, God, it's such a Christmas movie. <laughs> so uh, funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude. So, so the end of this movie... Uh, spoilers. <laughs> Tries to get the kid so close to getting the kid, and the mom ends up decapitating the clown. Yep. On the second try, <laughs> she it goes almost all the way through, and then he tries to get back up, and she like rips that last piece of okay last apart. When that happened, did you think of what they said in Scream? Did you reflect on that when they were like, "Oh, this is the part where he comes back"? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was spot on to me. I was like, "Dude, he's coming back." Yep, because you could see that it wasn't fully severed, and you're like, "Okay." But I thought the head fucking removed from the body would do it, but like there was like a, I don't know, like a very thin tendon attached, attached, and uh, that was enough, I guess. Yeah. That's enough to to redo the clown juices, get everything back to normal. Oh God, and that did it. And there was a cool little scene. She was like, it it was like trying to go in the direction of another, of a different type of scary movie. She was like that they somehow got so lucky, and the clown was chained by the neck to the to the ground, and she was like, son. Go get me that that ancient clown, the clone book downstairs so we can help your dad. And he's like, that is not dad. And she's like, you're right. And then fucking golf balls his head off. Yeah, dude, I really liked that. Because she was gonna she was gonna try to help or maybe just I don't want my kid to watch me do this. And the kid just reaffirmed it. That's not dad. OK, his head's for sure coming off. Yeah, here it goes, son. You're so yeah, you're you're so right. Like maybe and now I'm thinking like was she trying to help him or did she just want the son out of there? I think she just didn't want him to see what was about to happen. I think you're right, actually. And then she's like, All right, well I can kill something else in front of you. Damn right. <laughs> she's <laughs> totally gonna make did. you a man, little Timmy. And it was so frustrating because no one's gonna believe them. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to. Like, you could just say my husband became a deranged serial killer or whatever. But it sucks because he was a good man. Like, so, so everybody's gonna think he did that shit. Yeah. yeah like the the stuff, like his skin and like bad attributes, like boiled off. Yeah, dude, that was really cool to see. Kind of, kind of shitty as well. But like, at the end point here. Like we said, like the the transition to evil clown demon was pretty subtle, but at the end, this thing looked and sounded very creepy, mm-hmm. and was obviously not any normal man. But as soon as the head was off, like the spell was broken, and like the evil demon face literally just like peeled off. Yeah, and it was his normal skin underneath, and it's like, oh shit! Like now. Now I got to explain this to the cops 
and he doesn't look like a creep ass. Like, what am I going to do here? Right. Um, and then uh, the the end, like the crazy cliffhanger thing, was that the indestructible outfit that if anyone puts it on turns into a demon clown and kills people was put into evidence. And I think to the average viewer, they're probably like, why is this so scary? It's in evidence. And then to some viewers, they're probably like, oh, dang, someone could go put it on. But to me, who went into an evidence room with my buddy cops and said, hey, can I have that thing? And they said, yeah, it seems pretty scary. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. When I, I won't say where, I won't say when, I won't say anybody involved, but I used to work with a bunch of cops. And I, my office or like my area where I sat was like right next to an evidence locker and they would open it and put new shit in there all the time. And I would like look in there and like talk to them and check out the shit in there. And I would just keep my, my eyes on stuff. And there was this fucking sweet samurai sword. And I was like, Oh my God, that is so cool. And I would just count the days. Like I would watch them not do anything with it. And I wanted it so bad. And it may or may not seem have seemed cooler to me knowing that it might have killed somebody. But like they on my on my like last week I went to the one of the guys and I was like, Bro, what would you do if I asked you if I could have that sword that nobody's touched the whole time I've been here? And he was like, Don't you you got it, but you didn't get it from me and you hide it and you walk out with it and we never fucking talk about it again. And what? I never told you this? Dude. Oh my god. And I had always taken... It was in kind of like a discreet location in, in a, a high-rise. And there were other companies in there. It was like a... Like a weird, a weird spot. Like it wasn't like a traditional police headquarters. It was like if cops were in like a, a skyscraper somewhere. To have better access to like the middle of town or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. so there were other companies in there and I'd only ever taken the elevator to the third floor where this was. So I take this, this fucking sword out at the end of the day and I, and I leave and I, instead of taking the elevator down, I leave to go take the stairs and I open this massive door. I'm stoked. I was, I was like kind of clenching the sword to my chest but then I like brought it out because I was like, dude, I'm free. Like, I'm just going to walk down the stairs, get to my car, and I'm out of here. And I opened these huge swinging doors. And it, it turns out it was not this fucking... <laughs> this is out of a movie, dude. It was not the stairs, but it was like the an L-shaped office that was in the office of this crazy-ass startup. And there was a like a long table probably with like 20 people having a meeting and I opened the door and they saw me holding a sword. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, whoops, sorry. And I just booked it and left. And I swear that I was going to get in trouble. But I mean, I don't, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to say, dude, did that guy have a sword? <laughs> like, that's it. And you still have it? I still have it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. You better hope that case is not a cold case. Oh, God, God, uh, that'd be terrible. But there was there was wacky shit in there, crazy stuff in there. 
I believe it, man. And they take everything into evidence for good reason. But yeah. Gotta be like 90% of that stuff is not going to be useful ever. Right? There's going to be exactly. very few things that are going to actually mean something and have DNA, hair, blood, you know, whatever on them. The rest of the stuff just happened to be there in the room wherever the thing happened. Yeah. So, so hopefully your sword, you know, just didn't kill anybody. It doesn't yeah. have any DNA or fingerprints on it. I hope not. Uh, like, that's just a super long-winded way of saying that, like, stuff in the evidence locker isn't that hard to get to. Yeah, and what my thought was on it was, like, initially, they're putting it in evidence, and it's creepy. It's like, oh, it still exists. And it's like, of course it does. It's been there for, like, thousands of years. But my initial thought of why it's creepy is... Because probably when they try this guy for attempted murder or whatever, or like try to <gasps> some kind of they're case, gonna put like, back on him. No, what I think is someone's gonna be like really questioning the wife's story, and they're like, assuming it gets this far, we don't know. The movie ends, but it's like, okay, let's say she says, "Hey, this is what happened." I know it sounds crazy, but that suit, he couldn't get it off. It made him a killer. The, you know, uh, like, I don't know what the, the contesting attorney, you know, the attorney that's trying to make you sound like an idiot is like, really, yeah. you think that's what happened? Let me put this thing on. Let me show you how silly that sounds. And then puts it on as like an example. Yes. That's episode two of clown is like someone trying to make her seem like an idiot and disprove her defense and is now a child murdering lawyer. Which is, I mean, that's what they all do in their spare time. Come on. Uh, that, <laughs> Zing. Woo. That would be awesome. But then, like, a lot of people would see the lawyer put it on. So, like, what would happen? So they would cut off the lawyer's head. And then all of humanity's scientists would be working on a way to destroy the costume. Oh, wow. That'd be sick as hell. Yeah. So the world is short one lawyer, boo-hoo, and uh, <laughs> short a demon costume, which is a huge victory. I would have liked to seen like someone in like a psych psychiatric ward or prison wearing that thing. I would have liked to have seen uh, them like their different ideas of getting rid of it. Like the guy mentioned the different things they considered, and he's like, I mean, we could have like put it in a safe and dropped it in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, why didn't you? Why didn't you? That seems yeah. pretty good to me. But the the crazy part was he's like, but we we don't know who would have found it. Like somebody would have found it, and one but day certainly it's much more likely that it would have been found keeping it in the house, which was true. Someone found it and put it on. Yeah. Then fucking dropping it in the ocean. I wish they uh they would have explained that a little bit too, because that was a little far fetched. If maybe if they said like. If we tried too hard to fight, hide it, something would happen. Like something bad would happen, like a curse or something spooky. I don't know. Yeah, or more along the lines of like, the more you try to hide something, the more curious people become. Mm -hmm. You know, like if we draw too much attention to it, like 
people are going to get curious and it's going to be a huge problem versus if we just hide it away ourselves and forget about it, no one's going to give a shit. Right. I mean, you could like take it to a country you don't like and fucking sell it to a thrift store there and then bounce. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Looks like you guys have a clown problem, not me. (laughs) Oh, God. God, and they'd be essentially starting over. Like, it's such ancient culture, and they are so lucky to know it. The cloing. The cloing. Fucking awesome. I love that story. It was really cool. Yeah, I think, honestly, that was my, my favorite part of the movie, was the intricate, fun, really creepy history that this monster was given. Yeah. I love it. I love stuff like that. All right. What are we doing next week, dude? Exactly. That was going to be my question. I think I picked this one. So you're up. Dude, I think we're we're right at time to do a fucking Bly Manor. Oh, I think you're right. Um, And actually, in preparation for that, we've been watching Haunting of Hill House. Oh, so good. And it it is so good, dude. Oh, I've been looking out for those ghosts. And even though I saw the video of where they're all hiding, I've only seen like two so far. It's that's the scariest fucking part that they're in there and all around you and you don't see them. Can't even tell. There was one that I knew was coming and I saw it. There was one that I don't know if it's actually a ghost and I didn't rewind it to see. Well, I was pretty sure I saw someone behind, like in the distance of the camera. And I was like, Oh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So let's do that. Uh, well, granted the, the release date is this week. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the ninth. Well, shit. It's only in a couple days. Can we binge it? In, it's, so that's Friday, so can we binge it by Tuesday? I think so. I think so. If we did Lord of the Rings, we could pretty much do anything, I think. Yeah, and if we have to reschedule our recording date, we can do that. Oh, okay, cool. Because and you're on vacation, and I know that now. No excuses. I am. I'm going to start watching Friday morning. <laughs> Just watch <laughs> through the day. Hell, dude, you're you're gonna finish on Friday, guaranteed. You're right. I totally can. Oh, yes, I'm so excited. I love spooky shit. So juiced. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, uh, let's say our spiel and get out of here. Let's do it. Where uh, can they call voicemail or text us? They, God, I want them to call so bad. <laughs> they could call. I just want to answer and talk to one of our fans. We know you're there. We know there's 10,000 plus of you. Just do 16 plus thousand. There's 16 plus thousand. Holy hell. One of you want to call us? Okay. No, I was about to offer a hundred bucks. Nope. That's too much. But like a sticker or a keychain. If you 
aren't one of our close friends and you call that number as a podcast listener and when you reference your favorite episode you can be on a future podcast how about that sold sold here's the number for that 415-488-5031 Alex made a clown face and it freaked me out 415-488-5031 yeah if you call text voicemail that number will work something out if we don't know you um if you want to reach us on social media uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us on any of those things at ASWS Podcast or search Alex and Sterling Watch Stuff and you'll find us. Uh, go ahead and and write us, comment, recommend things, critique, whatever the hell you want. Uh, we're there. You can go on our website, ASWS.show, comment on the episodes, listen to our entire library, you know, I'm sure there's other stuff to do on there. There's pictures of us if you want to see that. Um, also, we have an email address, aswspodcast at gmail.com. And you can, you know, talk to us on there as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from any and all of you. Uh, if we had 16,000 emails in our inbox tomorrow, that would be sick as hell. But. Yeah. God. That would take us a long time. That would take us a long time. Um, But yeah, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And on that note, we cheers. Cheers, bro. I love this part of the podcast. I love spooky season. Me too. Good Uh, shit. Catch you later, bro. Later, man.